There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Brant Bernard. We'll be right back, a little schmoozing. We'll find out how to live life as Doug's touching his apple turnover. No, I'm moving it away. <laughs> we discussed these earlier. All right, we'll be right back with the family. Sure. Oh, you're going to do a liver? Yeah, let's do a live one for a change. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com, and Doug Sprinthal. We've been talking about this on the morning show, and it's just, it's crazy. There's, and we're going to talk about it a lot in Car Selling Secrets, but there is a shortage of a lot of new vehicles, and it's it's getting worse across the country, and it's caused by a manufacturing shortage in microchips. And what's that? What that's done to the late model used car market is driving it right through the roof. Uh, if you're in a lease car right now and you want to get out a little bit early, chances are really, really good we can get you out early. You might even have equity. You could walk away with a check. Uh, you can go to WalzerBuysCars.com, enter your license plate number, ask a few questions, and you'll get an offer right on the interwebs. Or as always, you can email me directly at DougAtWalzer.com, and I'll. I'll just make somebody else do the work, but at least we get to chat on email. That's always interwebs, fun. Really? Interwebs, really. Interwebs, yeah. Interwebs that we're doing? Yeah. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Are you playing this? Yes. Big shot. 
Big shot musician. Speaking of which, I have some sad news. I don't know that you've ever seen Dr. Mambo's combos play. Yeah, oh, but absolutely I have. Billy Franzi, who was the lead guitar player in that band for 30 years, uh, passed away unexpectedly two days ago. It's, uh, so he, uh, you know, he's played with Prince. He played with... You got a radio on somewhere, don't I you? Know, I forgot to turn that off. My fault there, buddy. That's the KQ show yeah, right there. There it is. So it's it's sad for a lot of local musicians. He was really well respected, kind of a crazy guy. I remember the first time I saw him, it was at O'Gara's, where my birthday party was right, a few years sure. ago, yep. upstairs. And yep. this had to be 35 years ago. I walked in there. There's a band set up. They're just getting ready to play their second set. And this short dude with a purple mohawk and red tennis shoes gets up and grabs the guitar and i'm like who is this person and then i listen to him play i'm like holy crap this guy is really really good he could play anything it's just it's sad so how old uh i think that he was probably be oh is he 72 i was gonna guess he was 70 it was the 72 club the 72 yeah, you got the club. 27 Very club, funny. 27 club and the 72 club so I, I will tell you what, uh, that's too young to be dying. 72 is very, very young to die these days. Mm-hmm. Most people live to be your uh, late 80s. Yeah, I got Actually, four the, parents uh, that are closing in on 90 this summer. So. Yeah. Average life expectancy in America, I think, is only 78. Or oh, drop down again? No, it was never that high. Yeah, it was over 80 for a while. And I know it did drop down again. How high is it with strudel eaters? Yeah, apple strudel eaters. Well into the hundreds. <laughs> well into the hundreds, absolutely. All right, I got to do a little schmoozing with you about this. This is your fault. Of course it is. So I, I uh, <clears throat> talked about this on the air after you were on this morning. I have a, a 2015 automobile, and you were talking about I should trade it in and get a brand new car. And I uh, went down and checked. The other car is uh, six years old. Mm-hmm. It's got 21,000 miles on it. Wow. That is it. So should I... Which one are you talking about? The the Merc. Ah, okay. Well, let's uh, we'll get a hold of Young Campbell Walzer and get his advice. Young Campbell Walzer. He's he's the general manager of the Mercedes dealership now. He's worked big, his way up. Big shot. Yeah, he's a big shot. Big Just shot. Campbell, Andy's buddy, Campbell Walzer, sold you your uh, original two vehicles. Yeah. You don't have right. to talk with your mouth full of strudel, have I you? I don't. No, you don't have to. I'm an expert at talking with my mouth full. <laughs> you do it pretty well. Most people. Right, good job. I do the chipmunk. Good yep. job. It works out. But here's the, here's what I need to ask you. And I know this is not car selling secrets. It's okay. But I should have been the guest on car selling secrets. But um, is there a smaller vehicle that I, that was is really snazzy that I would like a lot? Is there something like that that I should well, get? Well, let me. How much smaller? I mean, because well, that's a really big car. It's a really S-class big car. S-Class is a big monster. It is. So I can't see you running around on a Fiat 500. No, I'm not going to be doing the, what are those little the Cooper minivans? Oh, yeah. Mini Coopers. Mini Cooper, smart for yeah. two. Maybe one of those. You could just pick it up. Nah, Let good. me do some thinking. I Yeah, of course there's luxury automobiles that are smaller than an S-Class. It's like it, Pretty much car. all of them are smaller than an Well, S. that's true. That thing is a limousine, for yeah. God's sake. Catherine, as I told everybody on the Cakey Morning Show, refers it to it to it as my mafia car. <laughs> so you know, Sarah is so funny because she wants one of those in the worst way. She goes, well, see, Tom has one. Raymond Reddington drives one. I should have one too. I said, well, "Hun, you should buy mine." I can't even see over the dash. Twenty-one thousand miles, man. She'd make out like a champ. Speaking of Sarah, I've got something interesting for you. Oh, Remember, here we go. you guys were talking about John the Lesser and John the Greater John the on the morning yeah. show. Yeah. So I, I, and she was listening, and I said, "Yeah, I'll have to ask my wife about that." So lesser and greater are terms used to distinguish people from each other back in the days of the Bible. Um, James the Greater and Saint John are brothers, and they were second cousins to Jesus. And she goes on through this whole thing. But here's the important part: and what happened to the disciples? You can go ahead and read that. Okay, what happened to the disciples? Judas got the best of himself. <laughs> That's real nice. St. James the Greater died from being stabbed with a sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, St. John died of natural causes. St. James the Lesser was stoned to death. St. Judas Thaddeus was uh, filled with arrows. 
I'm kind of glad I wasn't an apostle. <laughs> um, St. Philip was crucified by soldiers. St. Thomas, here I am. Oh, he was stabbed to thrust with a spear, so that's good. St. Paul was beheaded. St. Matthew was stabbed with a sword, so he and St. Thomas, you know, sword, spear, what's the difference? St. Uh, Simon was crucified. St. Bartholomew was flayed and beheaded. St. Andrew was crucified on an X-shaped cross, a saltire. And St. Peter was crucified upside down. Oh, that's where Monty Python got that bit, being crucified upside down. Well, read why, though. It's even sadder. Uh, Yes, that's true. St. Peter was crucified upside down on a Petrian cross because he didn't think he was worthy to die like Christ. So he did it to himself. Well, Well, I think he probably told him to. Anyway. Well, I I mean, he he did it to himself. I didn't realize all the disciples other than John. And I didn't see see Luke in there. Oh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder what happened. But so John yeah. was the only one who didn't get killed. Interesting. Died of natural causes. Yeah. Well, that's, which uh, back yeah. then was probably like mauled by a lion. Yes. <laughs> that's a natural cause back then, exactly. That's exactly it, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. so now we've got a little re- Christian uh, religious history. You can never know what you're going to learn here. Well, no, I'm glad you Tom brought that Bernard up. podcast. Because that's what I was going to ask you about. I, I talked about this on the air this morning. Um, it just struck me last night, early this morning when I woke up, uh, again, it, it crossed my mind. The way people are going after each other, the hatred of one another for political views, the everything sucks, everything's horrible. People are going to have to turn. Now, again, whether you're religious or not, that's not what I'm talking about. People are going to have to turn to a, to a, a higher power. In other words, mm-hmm. there's something bigger than me. Otherwise, they're never going to be able to handle it. I think religion is going to make a huge comeback. I hope you're right. I I really do. It's funny that our minds are actually in sync on that. I was reading. For once. And I don't. (laughs) I still read Facebook a lot, probably too much. And I sell a lot of cars off it, so it's not a complete waste of time. But I read the comment sections on Care 11 shows up all the time. And and whatever story they do, everybody just complains and bitches Mm -hmm. and bop, 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 bop. Unbelievable. And and, and in the back of my my mind i'm like you guys all just need to go to church <laughs> just for a little peace for 10 minutes yeah. sitting in, in church comfortably for you and again whether it's church or a higher power or you think the universe is bigger than you right. or whatever it is you can't think you're the most important thing on earth it will destroy you if you think that's true wouldn't you agree i i completely agree andy what do you think of that I, well, I think it's going to make a comeback, if not just because the Hispanic population is growing so quickly. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Hispanics are probably the most religious people in the country. Yeah, I think so. But what was weird about that is Brian puts up a next story and he goes, oh, God. And I said, what? Look at what the guy's wearing. Had a big crucifix hanging from his neck. <laughs> but I hadn't seen that picture. And I don't think, like, I'm not saying that. And if you do, you're religious and you go to church, God God bless you, good for you. Catherine and I go to a church once in a while and enjoy the peace, you know, and mm-hmm. all that. Maybe learn something positive. Just to get away from all the negativity, we would go to church once in a while because it tends to be very positive. Yeah. Well, unless you're Catholic. Unless you're Catholic, then it's always negative. But, you know, oh, I don't know about that. They're not. No, they're fine. Well, it's kind of like half and half. It's like, you know, <clears throat> earth is crap, but hey, you're going to get into heaven, so... Yeah, there are some bishops that are all whipped up about Joe Biden, and they're they're talking about telling him not to go to mass anymore. Why? Well, because of his support of you oh, know the, reproductive rights and oh, abortion yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It's that's uh, right. He that's is a, Catholic. Yeah. I oh yeah, a second Catholic uh, uh, president. You know who? I, why? And, and I think he's a real regular church guy. I think he goes I think, every I think week. You're right. yeah. I think you're right. And he always yeah. has. I think you are correct. You know what is so interesting about that? And I don't mean this in a derogatory manner toward any of them. It's just the way they comport themselves when they become president. The most important job in the world still, I would guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe the head of China is right there behind them. But the last three presidents, you look at them. And again, I'm not trying to be derogatory toward any of them. It's just the way they handle themselves. You had Barack Obama, who was an incredibly arrogant speaker. Donald Trump, who was an incredibly arrogant speaker. And then you got Joe Biden, who sounds like he's crabby. He's a he, lunch pail guy. Yeah, he's just never happy when he when he does his speeches. So you got arrogance, arrogance, and whiny. Yeah, that's who we got for president now. <laughs> I, it just Jesus. Could any of these people just settle down for God's I sake? I don't know. Well, before that, 
W wasn't the best speaker in the world. No, you're absolutely right. You know, it's Clinton interesting about was an him. Right speaker, um, but he was also well, very. Bill Clinton was a great speaker. Oh my god, he was a rapist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look at all the that. stuff he got himself out of. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. But I know Jesus. a fair number of people, including Paul Walzer, that have met W, and they all say the same thing. It's like you know, when you see him on TV and he's giving a speech, you think he's kind of a dope. You meet him in yeah. person, and he's a totally different person. He's really warm and intelligent, and. Quick-witted. Well, it's just for some reason, public some people. Speaking is a skill that yeah, some people just don't. They have. just don't have. They get uncomfortable, and he was clearly one of them. Well, oh, yeah. I've mentioned this before. Donald Trump is nothing in person like he is on television. I'm sure which none is of probably them are. good. Right? Oh, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. I, I was telling Mike Lindell when we went to, to, to lunch with Trump about a, a little over a year ago. I hope he doesn't sit there and puke this stuff up because I'm not going to be able to sit there and listen to it. Yeah. He could not have been nicer. Knew all about. He asked me about Andy and Alex and Catherine and hey, how's everything going? I, I still listen to the show and. That's a pretty good advanced team right there. Yeah. Okay, here's the 20 people you're going to be meeting, and here's all their family and their history. You are correct. Well, but God, even if I had that advanced team, I'd go into it, and I'd remember maybe one of their names. (laughs) What? What was your name again? this is Josh. That's why he was the president of the United States, and you're a podcasting engineer. Oh, God, I can't even imagine it. (laughs) I had to give speeches like the president, the State of the Union address. I can remember 10 of the states. I don't know what any of their capitals are. Yeah, brush up on your geography before you become president. I do wonder if presidents have to, like, take a 50 states quiz or something before they become president. I remember Obama uh, famously, I think it was in his first election, he said that there were 53 states. I remember I mean, that. They, you, you Very can't. Odd. Who said that? Obama. Yeah. Just oh, that's up. right. He did. Well, yep. he, that's because he wanted 53 states. <laughs> that's probably that's what why it was. he said it. Puerto Rico, Washington, D.C., mm. and, and I'll Guam. give Guam. any of those guys or gals a pass. If you've got the cameras and mics on well, you yeah, you're gonna say 20 something hours a day, you're going to say something dumb. Yeah, no, you are. It's impossible I, not to. I mean, I never have in 50 years of radio said anything dumb on you. No, I'm sure <laughs> not. You've never been wrong on this show. <laughs> no, that's never happened. I, I did not watch the speech last night because I've never watched a presidential speech in my life. I didn't watch I've it either. I've seen highlights. I've seen highlights, but I've never watched one. I don't understand this, but I'll have to learn right here. One thing his supporters and detractors can agree on after President Biden's address to Congress Wednesday night, he went as he went big, as in Biden spoke of nearly $2 trillion in spending to fund an expansion of government's role in the lives of Americans. Along with the hefty taxes on the wealthy, here's a... But why do they keep... There is no way that's ever going to get passed. It ain't going to happen. Because it would destroy American business, because they'd all move. Uh, along with some hefty tax, here's a look at some of Thursday's reaction. It was the most ambitious ideological statement made by any Democratic president in decades, writes John Harris for Politico. Its scope was in contrast to Biden's this-is-just-common-sense folks tone. He's essentially pitching a new deal but casting it in a no-big-deal language, writes Harris. Don't be fooled. The very boldness of Biden's proposal is going to start a new generation of arguments about government's role. Uh, yeah, I'll argue with you already. Get the hell out of my business. That would be a good place to start because I'm not a criminal. I don't steal. I pay my taxes. Leave me alone. I, I think he's negotiating. It's really what too. is going on. I, so he's no at $2 trillion for infrastructure, and the GOP is at $500 million. I mean, we need to spend the money at some point, right. fix the bridges, get modernized well, the electrical grid. All that stuff needs to be done. Everybody knows it. It's just a question of... I think both sides are going to probably wind up giving, and they'll meet in the middle somewhere and, and get it done. The problem is that the $500 million that the that the uh, Republicans want to spend is a lot higher than what he wants to spend. Because oh, I thought he was at $2 trillion. 6% of it goes to infrastructure. 6%. That's pretty crappy. It's the same old government bullshit. They're going to lie to our faces so they can buy all their... Little special. I'm going to have to check with a political analyst on Facebook. Let me get back okay. to you. Yeah, check with your political <laughs> analyst because it's true. Six percent of it will go to infrastructure. The rest of it does not. It's bullshit. Like always, Republican Democrat doesn't matter. It's always BS. It's just the way it is. That redistribution of wealth, Biden says it won't affect anyone who's making less than four hundred thousand dollars. Is why the Drudge Report was calling the president Biden Hood. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Robin Hood, Biden Hood, on Thursday morning, a separate uh, wrap-up at Politico had the same theme, asserting its headline that Biden embraces his inner Robin Hood, 
So steal from the rich and give to the poor is not a great slogan for a president. Yeah, it's no. true. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I don't know why you'd go with Robin Hood. Yeah, steal from probably the rich and give not to the great, poor. Not a great PR move there. Yeah, I don't know. It, like I said, I do not like politicians. And we'll tell you this. I've supported politicians throughout my life, you know, some Democrats, some Republicans, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Whenever I needed them, maybe once or twice in my life they actually stepped up. Other than that, never even heard back from them. It's all me, 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 more me now. It's all about me. I, I am not a fan of most. Like, look, Pat Garofalo is a nice guy. Ryan yeah. Winkler, I think, is a really good guy. You know, God bless Norm Coleman. I guess his health is a lot better than it was. Oh, is it really? That's what I heard. Well, that's yeah. great. What did he have? He had cancer. He had cancer, yeah. Was pancreas? I can't remember. It might have been pancreatic. It's cancer. one of the bad ones. Yeah, if he had that. It's not like I, toe cancer. But he was it's supposed a, to He's supposed to perish yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, he, he did not look good. Tim Pawlenty's uh, a very pleasant see. guy. It was throat. It was First, it was tonsils. Yeah. And then it went from his lymph nodes to his lungs. Oh, man. Yeah, he's got stage four secondary lung cancer. Not great. And I guess he's doing better. That's I've heard that from everybody. Well, there's, there's always that chance of remission or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So even if it's a very, very low chance, it does happen. But apparently, uh, yeah, all traces of cancer removed from left lung. So the secondary cancer has been treated. I don't know about the... Primary, but I imagine that's been taken care of too. So yeah, was it Alex Trebek that said, "I've got a real, I've got the real cancer. I don't have one of those starter cancers." Starter cancer. <laughs> he had the real cancer. All right, <laughs> took him deep. Yeah, I know, which is sad, but that, you got to appreciate the humor. It's true. Um, so what is this deal with Giuliani now? They raided his compound. You know, I haven't really thing? followed that. I think it has to do with. The whole Ukrainian deal, and you know, they went to his place in Manhattan and yanked all his computers and cell phones. And <laughs> well, here's the first line from the national news: Rudy Giuliani is a favorite target of late night hosts, even when he's not being raided by federal agents. <laughs> That's kind of cold. It's just a little chilly there. I was up kind of late last night for me, and I watched maybe 12 minutes of Kimmel. Terrible. It's absolutely horrible. It's not funny in the least. God, it was just mortifying. Well, all of them. Every one of them. Even the band looked like the show sucked. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when Questlove or whatever his name is, he's like, oh, God. Seriously, Mm. Kimmel is horrible. I've never thought he was funny. And Adam Carolla thinks the world of the guy. Thinks he's hilarious. Uh, You got this Stephen Colbert. He's never, well, he was funny once. He came out on stage with with a leaf blower and said it ran on Al Gore's tears. That was a pretty good joke. <laughs> that is there. a good line. But somebody wrote it for him. But yeah, these late night hosts are dreadful. They're not funny at all. I know. But I was talking to a guy this morning who wrote a book about late night television. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a book, excuse me. It's a series on CNN, actually. Uh, Bill, I can't remember Bill's last name. It doesn't matter. It does matter, but he was a really nice guy. And he said, Tom, it's one of those situations where just because you and I don't think it's funny, other people do. Not that many. I haven't, I, I haven't met any. Nope. And if you no. look at the ratings. You know the two or three of those shows, the morning show has higher ratings. A local morning show has higher numbers of listeners than their viewers. Of we talked about that. It's, it's unbelievable. It's good for you, bad for them. It is. Well, see, that leads to another thing I want to bring up to you. Um, William Shatner and Christopher Lloyd have a movie coming out. And looks, really? Yeah, it's like Senior Moment or something <laughs> like that. I think it's called Senior Moment or whatever. I find that fascinating because you know this from all those years ago. Alan Crutch was just here last week, and, and he he was there when we talked about it. I don't know if you remember this mm-hmm. or not, but when the idiots that used to run Cumulus were in town, I said, you need to stop ignoring people over 54 years old. They've got all the money. What are you doing? Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean you should give just to let 2554 go and don't pay attention. That's not what I'm saying. But it should literally be 25 to 74. Now, not 54. Yeah. They're making movies starring one guy who's like 78 and the other one's 90. Why? Because that's the people that have all the money. Well, and they had that great uh, series with, uh, is it Alan Arkin or Richard? Alan Arkin and uh, oh, Michael, uh, Douglas. Michael Douglas. That was, was a wonderful. good show. It was just really well written and super funny. And That's exactly the point I was making, is that, they, that, that 
movies have figured it out. Television has figured it out. Or streaming yeah. television yeah. has figured it out. Which is television now. Yeah, That's... broadcast television and broadcast radio need to get their head out of their ass and make it a 25 to 74 demo, not 54. But yeah. the idiot that runs that company is too busy trying to look like a model in all his publicity photos. Well, you know, and it's... Nielsen, it's everybody. That's just the way they think. This isn't just cumulus. It's, just it's everybody. It's the that way we've always done right. It. That's why, exactly why right, change? Andy. That is a hundred percent correct. Yeah. And you know, well, they have been doing it for the exact same way for God, what forty years? No, no. If not longer than that. I'm yeah. sure. Oh, no, it's actually about seventy years. Yeah. So it was right after World War II. <laughs> They changed it to twenty five fifty four demo because of the baby boom. Yeah. Oh, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. And all the soldiers coming back were probably, Absolutely. well, they were 25 to 54. You're 100% so, right. Yeah, so that changed everything. The country gets this massive flood of people desperate for entertainment all at the same basic age. That makes sense to target it at that point. But, yeah, it really doesn't work anymore. No, they're going to have to figure out where all... Somebody told me it's like $233 trillion total or something like that. It's a lot of money. I don't know about that. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah, you're right. Uh, why don't they have multiple demos? I get my 50. Question. <laughs> you I go. get a 50 spot on me. That'll help. Why Every don't little they bit helps. They do break down the demos. They don't usually report on it, though. They always report on the key demo. They don't. Yeah, twenty five fifty four. Yeah, they always. They only ever report, or the, or they'll do uh, eighteen to forty five. Yeah, they do 18 to 48. Uh, 35 plus is a, bi- a bigger demo now, but they still don't include people over 54. No, yeah. they almost or never 64. do in their reporting. Yeah. <clears throat> 64 now, I guess. But, yeah, if they if they want to get their head out of their ass and go get the money, they need to advertise to people who have all the money. You know, it's just the way it is. You know, the millennials are getting there. The old, yeah, ones, oh, yeah. are, the old yeah. ones are hitting 40 now. Yep. That no, is you're, true. you're right about that. So they'll, they're right. having a more of an influence on pulp pop culture and movies and all that sort of stuff than they did when they were kids. So I want to see the William Shatner movie. Yeah, they, I mean, oh, Chris, I great. love Christopher Lloyd anyway. Well, they're both great. Wow. Yeah, they are. William Shatner, great. I'm guy. actually looking at a chart right now. TV Network's audience composition by platform. Uh, 55 plus dominates every platform. Yeah. By quite a bit. This is what I'm telling yeah. And I told them and told them and told them seven years ago. 60% of live TV viewers are over 55. Yeah. And they don't advertise to them at all. Did you ever see that really uh, stupid TV show Shatner was in a couple of years ago with George Foreman and, uh, and oh, yeah. Terry Bradshaw? What the hell was that called? And who was the fourth guy? I don't remember. They just do, about they traveling went, the traveled world. around the world yeah. and did weird yep. stuff. They were in Germany. And for some Better reason... Better late than never. Uh, yeah, it was, ba- it was actually a, a spinoff of a Korean show. It was oh, very yep. popular there, Every and they cast them. spinoff of and, a Korean show. Yeah, you're probably right. But there was a scene where they're in a park in Germany somewhere, and Terry Bradshaw takes off all his clothes. He's laying on the grass naked. Oh, God. And George Foreman looks at him and goes, Terry, you know your wife's not going to come visit you in the home, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a break. Be right back with the family. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including. The Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan's Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine. And the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. 
Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Is our guest ready to go? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, they call him the king of Portillo's, or Portillo's, or how the hell do you say it? Dirty Dave. Portillo's. The king king of Portillo's is with us, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Are they open? Oh, yeah, they're open. Oh, good. Because we haven't been there. We've got to get over there, man. We haven't been there in quite some time. I'm all for it. Let's let's head out right now. I'll meet you there. Okay. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you (laughs) next week. It'll be something much more pressing came up. Darkness Dave Schrader with us, ladies and gentlemen. How have you been, pal? I'm doing good. Hey, I was listening to you talking about uh, nighttime hosts. Uh, the lovely pod, Cassie, and I have been watching Larry Sanders reruns because oh, we don't God. think yes. good on TV either. It's true. So, we, d- we did oh that two God. years ago, ran through the whole series oh, in about God, three months, funny. and it was just so brilliant. Yep. Although, what's funny is in cancel culture, I'm surprised that show is not being attacked now because it has such... Um, I mean, it, it's a brilliantly funny show and well-acted, but it, you can tell it's from its time. Larry doing his Asian accent. Oh, or, yeah. You know, Hank railing about how crappy Asians drive. Or, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of black. Well, I, black I mean, just, ha- just Hank alone uh, would be enough to get the yeah, show canceled. Right, that's true. <laughs> right. Hey, now. It's a, but it's, it's a great show to watch if, if people haven't caught it. And you know what's really interesting is, I mean, it's The Office before The Office. Yeah. Right? And yeah, you're right. It. It is so brilliant to watch because it holds up. That show came out in, nine, I want to say it was like 95. So, you know, I mean, we're going on 30 years, and you watch it, and it's fresh. It could be today easily. There's, you know, and it's great to see a lot of your favorite celebrities really young when they were just starting off. And plus that that young Tumblr, Jeff Cesario, was a part of the show, Oh, too. yeah, absolutely. is a big part of it. On well, theme song yeah. written by Flo and Eddie. Flo and Eddie, that's not all bad either. Oh, is that really? Yeah. The, this is the theme to the Harry show. The no, opening scene, no, this no. is the... That's his original show. That was the Gary Shandling show. This is uh, yeah. Larry Sandler. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yep. Sorry, right. I blurred them together. Pardon my yeah. Uh, brain. Yeah, but that Pardon was a genius. my brain. Love yeah, it is a... that. Well, you know, to tell you the truth, I, I have not watched that show, but I will... Uh, no question about it. But I literally have been going back all the way to the beginning of Hill Street Blues to find something that's interesting to watch. <laughs> there are a lot of good shows, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of good right. shows out there, no doubt about it. But I literally have, I am so fed up with politics. If you bring up politics, I will change the channel. I really will. Excuse me. I'm sick to death of it. I don't want to hear your, your take on anything political, Right. No, that's what we've gotten to. And it's funny, on my social media pages for Darkness Radio, you know, we're a paranormal-themed radio show, and, and we have people constantly posting about anti-masking and, and right. uh, politics and all this, and I've, I've had to go in any race, and I just say, hey, guys, this is, your, this is your place to come to so we don't have to talk about the rest of it. Let's yep. talk ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot, crazy stuff. Love it. Speaking of, I don't know if you heard the big news uh, a couple weeks ago, Tom, but they believe they finally discovered what most sea serpents are. Really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. This is a true story. You can look it up. They started to realize that what it is is most likely breaching male whales in heat, and the large serpentine being that you see is, uh, is their member. Hmm. And, well. and then they showed, they showed pictures, and you're like, wow, I could see how if you're in the ocean on these ships and suddenly you see this giant pink 
snake-like creature rising from the water you would believe in sea serpents and uh it's it's crazy but they've now they're they're saying this is most likely what sailors have seen for centuries whale uh, when they were talking about these yeah whale, whale boners hmm. yeah yeah okay next you're gonna tell me mermaids aren't real either Oh, Tom. Of course they are. Chicken of the sea wouldn't lie to us, would they? Chicken of the sea, baby. Absolutely. Uh, Remember, what? oh, God, which one was it? The young, blonde singer, God, probably 20 years ago. She asked if chicken of the sea was really chicken. Who was that? Was it Brittany? Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. Simpson. That's exactly who it was. Right. Is Chicken of the Sea really chicken? Yes. Mm. Oh, God. I love it. (laughs) You know, as weird as this is about to sound, because, listen, most of us skip through commercials anyway, isn't it weird to kind of watch and not see kitschy characters like Milton the Toaster for Pop-Tarts or the Chicken of the Sea uh, Mermaid or, or... Sorry, Charlie, having Phil Silvers do uh, Charlie Tuna. It just, I, I miss that kind of innocence of commercials and the fun characters that they used to, to do. Now, it's, you know, the, the, the only characters that really have survived are, are the Burger King, and he's some kind of creepy, preformed, plastic head creature that terrifies most people I know. Scores a nice touchdown, though. Remember that one way he was playing football? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty good. The other thing that's gone that I always thought was cool in the 50s and the 60s were the jingle writers. I mean, the yeah, stuff that they came really up with, they were just, no. they were, there were some cool stuff in there. I agree. The jingle writing was brilliant mm-hmm. back in the day. You're right about that. So, t- how's the Holzer Files doing? You haven't brought that up yet. I want to know. If it says oh, well, Libby's, you know, Libby's, we've... Libby's on the label, 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 you would like it, <laughs> like it, like it on your table, table, table. table. That was a jingle. <laughs> that was a jingle, baby. <laughs> Sorry, Right Dave. up there with Mr. Bubble, Bubble, Bubble in your tubble, tubble, tubble. We'll keep you squeaky clean. Yeah. <laughs> what a great job that would be. Let's drink scotch in the what? office and play the piano and write some jingles. God, what was Dick's last name? Dick. God, he wrote, the, he wrote every big jingle for, for the, in the, the entire market back in the day. Huh. Dick. Damn, what was his name? Can't remember. Great guy, though. Really, really nice guy. Anyway, sorry. So, back to Holzer Files. Dick Marks? Well, we, Dick Marks, we exactly. Two, Very good, We Andy. did two seasons uh, of Holzer Files. Season two is airing the last few episodes uh, on Travel Channel every Saturday, I believe. Plus, they're showing repackaged episodes from season one, which are kind of like pop-up videos. You watch the episode, and we pop up for a second to tell you some insight behind the scene. So, those are kind of cool. Um, we haven't heard officially on a season three yet uh i'm guessing if we do it's going to be somewhere closer to fall covid really kind of screwed up a lot of things and and tv production is one of them so i did film an interesting special at the lizzie borden house this year that should air i'm hoping sometime in august or september and uh yeah we had some some crazy activity but every Thursday I do a, a thing uh, called Holzer's Ghosts, and it's on my social media pages and on the Darkness Radio YouTube page, where I actually go back and look at an episode, and I'll have some guests from that episode that appear with me, and we go deeper dive into these cases. And uh, that's every Thursday night at 9 Central. And uh, if people are interested, they can go to Darkness Radio uh, on the YouTube uh, pages and, and click on it and subscribe and watch along with us. We take questions from the audience and go deep into each one of these uh, cases to reveal some funny vaccine stories, some more creepy stuff that didn't make the show, and experiences from the uh, the people that you see. Because, you know, a lot of the interviews I do are two to three hours long, and they get pared down to two minutes. So Whoa. sometimes we lose some of the stories people have shared with us and that's why i decided to do this and i think we've got six episodes left from season one to do in the holzer's ghosts uh scenario but i'm doing that every thursday night that's the ticket so are you still working three jobs oh yeah yeah me too pal. Uh, got got to keep this family uh afloat you know we got what nine of us living underneath one roof so we've got uh... <laughs> jesus really not <laughs> sounds like my house yeah. i grew up in when i was a kid yeah, so we've got uh, got a lot going on. But, yeah, thankfully the world is opening up. I got my uh, first COVID shot. My second one's coming up on the 11th of May. I'm getting back out there to do live events, uh, some filming and some other projects. So, um, And, the you know, Darkness Radio moved over to Stitcher and XM Sirius. Uh, so we're 
you know, part of that podcast group now and, and uh, having a good time. So it's, it's been a, even though there's a lot of downside from last year, we had, we had a lot of really good uh, things happen and it was our 15th anniversary of darkness radio, believe it or not. God, and, is that right? Wow. 15 and 15, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we're halfway now into our sixth, uh, 16th season on the air. So I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited and we're still talking strange and, and uh, fun stuff. We had uh, Terry Carnation, as played by Rain Wilson, on our show. A few I weeks love back. him. He was on the morning show. Too. What a great guy he is. Yeah, he is. He's a, a fun guy. It was interesting. I get this message in, in Twitter, and they're like, um, it's Rain Wilson's official page. And he's like, hey, Terry Carnation's a big fan of Darkness Radio and would like to appear on your show to talk about the paranormal. And I'm like, who the hell's Terry Carnation? And I looked it up, right. and it was Rain Wilson. In character, so I'm like, well, Mr. Wilson, you can tell Mr. Carnation we'd love to have him on. We had him on for about 30, 40 minutes, and uh, Tim and I just riffed that videos up on our Darkness Radio YouTube page too. But he was just funny, and so uh, you know, it's an interesting element to see kind of Dwight Trout with long hair being a paranormal investigator. So I'm, I'm Dick. Yeah, I love him. I really, I think he's one of the funniest guys going. I really do. No, yeah, no, Ray Wilson great, we're talking about. Did you guys ever see... Great uh, oh, your mic's not on. Sorry about that. Did you guys ever see a series he did? I think it was only an episode, or a, a season or two long called Backstrom. Loved it. God, yeah. it was great. Did you see that, Loved Dave? Loved that show. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, that that kind of was like uh, the doctor. What is it? The good doctor or whatever it is for a, a, a detective, right? Yeah. I mean, he was kept riding the spectrum and very... It was kind of Columbo and the doctor kind of melded together. Yeah, and he drank all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, you're absolutely right about that. I, uh, yeah, I, that the Backstrom was a terrific show. Why? I, I don't know why it was on Fox. I remember. Yeah, but I, I don't know I why never, it didn't make it. I don't know. Well, obviously, not enough people watched it. They never cancel things that are, you know. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it was probably too big a departure from. Yeah, you know that good point. He came off of he came right off of being Dwight Schrute into being that, which shows he has great range, but people, I think, were still hoping to see Dwight Schrute, paranormal, or, you know, yeah. uh, private eye kind of thing, and, and when you suddenly, it was funny, it had its moments, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the office, so. Wendy would like to know what channel you are on on XM. Uh, well, Sirius XM, I guess, and Stitcher are, are one deal. We're not on Sirius XM yet. We're actually talking to them about trying to get on the Trucker Channel with Coast to Coast and some of their other programs. But they're, that's their corporate umbrella owns Stitcher and uh, all of that. So our podcast is available on just about every podcast tool you can find out there right now. So just look for Darkness Radio and you'll find us. Well, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Don't yeah, you think? it's been a nice little deal. Yeah, you can't can't go wrong. And you know, obviously, podcasting, as you know, is certainly uh, taking over. But it's I, you know, it's weird too because I kind of miss the days of old time radio. You know, when you had your your major players on the air. Now it's anybody with a microphone and a laptop has a radio show. Yeah, pretty uh, much, pretty much know, true. Or, or pod, podcast, so it kind of waters down the the deal. I'm wondering if there's going to be a correction if that bubble's going to pop and people are going to settle back into you know, professionals and, and sticking with that. I, I remember a few years ago, it was a guest on this podcast who, it was really weird. She was giving people advice on how to do a podcast. I'm like, okay, we've got advertisers and 100,000 listeners. I think we're doing okay. But she <laughs> yeah, said, yeah, exactly. and I don't remember the exact statistic, but the average podcast lasts like 10 or 11 episodes. Yeah, so everybody, right. you're yeah. right, with a USB mic and a laptop thinks, and some headphones so they look cool thinks they can do it and then they give up shortly so yeah i think it'll probably shake out cream always rises right i well but, you know here's the funny thing uh people are more tenacious now they have more time and they can do it from anywhere so um the, the other problem i find is that a lot of the podcast networks definitely fudge their numbers on what uh what you're told you're actually doing uh you know i remember when we first started with Darkness Radio, we did the radio show, but we also streamed it through a, a really early iteration of podcast networks. And they're like, right. oh, my God, you've shut down the servers. We had over a million five listeners. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. And Tim and I kept pushing. And, you know, we're finding all these things. We're like, oh, by weighing it down and shutting down your servers, you mean you had 150 people on all at one time. And they weren't, you know, podcast networks were not set up for that when they first launched. Um but, you know, they're getting bigger and better, and, and now 
that advertisers have kind of locked things in. Their, your, your numbers are a lot more realistic, which is good to see. So I think now that people aren't under the delusion that they're getting 2 million views every time they open their mic, right. uh, maybe we'll, we'll start to see some fall off of people realizing, oh, I've only got 12 people listening i I have a funny story about that we had a in the early days of car selling secrets i had a friend of mine on who's the general manager of our hyundai store and he's not not he's a great salesman which means no attention to detail and i said yeah i'm doing this podcast blah 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 blah. i want you to be on it and he shows up and afterwards he goes um i should have paid closer attention when you said you were doing a podcast i figured you probably had eight listeners and you were doing it out of your mom's basement and i walk into the studio and there's tom bernard <laughs> well do you remember that so there were only seven listeners. that's right so, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's driving you know 20 percent of the audience away that's exactly <laughs> it no question about it but no you know it's interesting dave you bring that up because we were just talking about how um <clears throat> the demos in america have changed completely and for some reason uh, broadcast television and broadcast radio have their heads up their ass and they're not following the trend. I don't look, I'm not saying that the 25 year old or a teenager for that matter is not a valuable listener. They are. But demos now should go to 74, not 54, because so many people live into their late 80s. They probably should go to 80 to tell you the truth. But Andy, what were the numbers again in broadcast television and radio? Uh, 55, like 55 plus, they just dominate. Well, let's see here. Uh, if you're talking about live TV, yeah, 55 plus is 59% of the market. You believe that, Dave? 59% wow. of the market is 55 plus, and they don't even get counted by Nielsen. Nope. Well, they do, well, but I not mean, used. No one reports them, yeah. But nobody reports them, yeah, exactly. It, well, it, you know, we've got, you, you, the, the world is changing. The way we watch things, this pandemic certainly has altered, I think, even irrevocably the uh the way we watch tv and streaming services you know people i found this out the hard way you know we were on travel channel um then they pulled us off to put us on the new discovery plus platform i love that platform by the way yeah it's got like 20 different channels i think it's like fifty-five thousand hours of tv programming Uh and it's five bucks a month or seven bucks a month without commercials. Right. And people are complaining, oh, five bucks a month, I'm already getting it through my cable service. And I'm like, but how many of us have complained that we really only watch four channels on cable and we're spending 150 to $200 a month? That's true. Now you can, you can bite-size it and get like Discovery Plus, which has 20 channels, and you'll probably find all of the stuff you're looking for there anyway. And then they've got exclusives and all this. And, you know, you can piecemeal now, so you can pull two or three streaming services together and probably still be much less than your your, uh, cable bill once was. But people are so reticent to change, even though they're paying for 22,000 channels and they watch four of them. No, you're you're right. Yeah, that's going to have to – I think people's perceptions are going to slowly come around. They're going to realize the much better value is in doing these uh, a la carte networks so that you can watch them problem being is that each network really gets a cool anchor show or two yeah you, you're yep. kind of but you realize you know we've got netflix and we've got uh paramount and we've got um uh, uh, hbo max and and we've got um hulu maybe shutter and all of these who yeah so it's just like this massive deal where all of a sudden now i've got to go start weeding out to see what i really want to keep but um you know at least they are presenting some great shows that you're just not seeing uh, on on network TV now, and yeah. a lot of specials are great. So I'm I'm encouraging people go check them out. Look look at these things and try the seven day trials on a lot of them, and you'll see if it's worthy of your time or not before you even have to start paying for the thing. One of the problems you do have, if because we don't have cable, we just do streaming. That's all we do. We don't even have cable anymore. We don't have a dish or any of that stuff anymore. One of the things you have to do if you if you go that route is uh, like. Paramount Plus. You can get Paramount Plus as a channel, but it's also available on like five other formats. So if you're paying for other formats, you're paying for it five times over. So you got to be very careful on on, because your channel, by your channel, I mean Tom's channel, right? Uh, It might appear on five, six different, it might be on Prime, it might be on Hulu, Netflix. It could be, I mean, you just keep going down the list. You might be paying for that thing three, four, five times over if you're not careful. Yeah, you got to pay attention, that's for sure. You do, hey, absolutely. I was, I was also, 
I was going to mention to you, I know you like uh, horror movies and you like some of the cheesy factor in some of them. There's a really good one right now called Witness Infection, which is um, it's kind of a take on like Married to the Mob right. meets Pulp Fiction meets Foxy Brown meets Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> okay. All right. So there's just a great mishmash and it's really well done. And and one of the, the uh, writers and main people behind it uh Carlos is the guy that's done like every cartoon voice under the sun. He, right, he was the voice right. of Rocco at Rocco's Modern, Modern World and Tara Strong, who does all the girl voices here on TV. So all these great voiceover actors are doing these scenes, but it's a live-action mob gangster zombie movie, and it's just campy fun. It's it's truly just one of these fun, dumb movies you can sit back and laugh and watch, and I think it's like three ninety nine on Prime right now. So if anybody out there is looking for a good uh, show that doesn't take itself seriously, and you're looking for something that's a, a weird mishmash of of uh, genres. Witness Infection is the name of the movie, and uh, it, I, like I said, I think people will get a kick out of it. Yeah, I'll give it a whirl. As a matter of fact, absolutely, because there are parts of it I'm assuming that are pretty funny. Oh yeah, there's, but they don't go for the immediate laugh. They're not, right. you know, it, it's kind of got that tongue in cheek feel to a lot of it, and. Uh, but you know, it's it's an interesting take on zombies and and the stories. And you know, you know, listen, we've seen zombies square off against cops. We've seen zombies square off against you know uh, just regular people. We've seen them square off against vampires in movies. You know, this is the first time I think you've ever seen the mob deal with uh, zombie infestation. So it's kind of a funny <laughs> twist twist on oh that God. and what they how the virus begins is just stupidly fun and it's just a, it's like i said it's one of those don't expect an oscar worthy movie but it is really a fun little entertaining flick i'd give it a good three and a half out of five stars just for taking your mind out for 90 minutes and letting you yep. enjoy uh you know <laughs> the stupidity of the of the concept which is great did you guys hear the mistake i made yesterday on the morning show on the on a new a movie that i watched a couple of nights ago no, what was that? Watched a movie called Stand Up Guys. It's got Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. It's got Christopher Walken. It's got Alan Arkin. And I said, yeah, it's a really good new movie. And blah, blah, blah. And they said, what do you mean new movie? I said, yeah, it's this new <laughs> movie out. They said, that movie is nine years old. And I said, what? Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, it's not. I said, these guys both look like they're 90 in this movie. <laughs> so I don't know if they, <laughs> they looked really old. That's why I thought that it was a new movie. I mean, these guys did not age well. Pacino and Walken did not age well. I will tell you that. Holy Hannah. Clean well, how about it up. Those, uh, what was the, the one, uh, The Irishman, that came out? Yeah, and they right. aged everybody for it. I had to laugh because, yeah, they, t they smoothed out the skin and gave, you know, got rid of the wrinkles, but De Niro's still walking like an 80-year-old guy. Yes, that's right. Yes. You know, That's and you, you notice that, like, the movements are, are not smooth and, and like a 20-year-old or 30-year-old guy. He's got the, you know, slouched shoulders and the, the humped back and the kind of walking like, you know, at any time a stiff breeze is going to knock him on his butt. But uh, you got to look over those bits, I guess. But I, I love the de-aging, and these deep fakes are crazy. I, yeah. I think we're going to be watching some of our favorite celebrities well into the next century doing movies because why not? I'm wondering when they're going to start pulling out and do a new gangster movie, you know, 21st century style with Jimmy Cagney and Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, probably and, true. You know, that deep fake stuff is amazing what they can do with it. Dave, it was nice of you to call. you got to come and do, uh, do in-studio one of these days. I haven't seen you in a while. I'd love to. Maybe uh, if you're around next week, I'll swing in one of those days. Just Sounds arrange terrific. it, and we'll, uh, you know, it works for you. And then maybe afterwards we can grab some lunch somewhere. I like it. I appreciate All you calling right. in today, Pally. Nice talking to you. Take care, everybody, on the show, and uh, be safe out there. And remember to listen tonight on Darkness Radio. You can check us out, Darkness Radio YouTube channel, and watch the live Holzer's Ghost stream tonight at 9 p.m. Central. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. We'll be back with Car Selling Secrets right after this.